Hey, everybody. Welcome to... <laughs> hey, everybody. How you doing? Welcome to Classic Elder Scrolls Night with Maury. Yeah, hello. Hey, up my ducks and all that. <laughs> and John Supa. Hey, I didn't interrupt the Varwin. <laughs> Twice in a oh, row. <laughs> Awesome, awesome intro. And myself, Avarwin. Uh, don't adjust your, your screens, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We're playing the Elder Scrolls Anthology. And uh, gee whiz, folks, what does that mean? That means we have access to Arena and Daggerfall. And you've got the, uh, you've got the, uh, the load screen there for Daggerfall right in front of you right now. Yeah, um, we're playing Daggerfall today, folks. Um, it has taken me... Uh, a little bit of time trying to figure out how exactly to get this thing uh, streamed for today. Um, but I, I figured it out, and, and we're going to have a good time. Um, I do, do apologize for my appearance. Uh, I'm, I'm a little rough around the edges today. It's, it's been uh, an interesting day, to, to say the least. Uh, today is, is Freydas, Evening Star the third, and uh, we're going to be covering a couple of topics today that I think you're definitely going to enjoy. That we've pulled off the uh, the Elder Scrolls, uh, the the official Elder Scrolls forms, uh, starting with storytelling versus freedom. And we've got a very interesting poll uh, that was placed on the Elder Scrolls forms from that, as well as your favorite Elder Scrolls storyline and protagonist and antagonist. Which game has those things and Believe me, all of us were shocked when we found the answer to that one <laughs> on the forums. And also, uh, do you think dragons will stick around in future lore? I don't know. Very interesting. We will, we will ask. Um, however, the uh, the reason why I am forcing you to to see my uh, horrible appearance today <laughs> is because at the last minute I figured, you know what, since we're playing Daggerfall, it's from the anthology. Let me let me just throw up real quick what the anthology looks like and what actually comes from the Elder Scrolls anthology. Um, so first of all, it comes in this 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 uh, shiny kind of like uh, plastic plastic case and has some nice, really cool looking marketing um, on the back there of all the games going from Arena and all the way to Skyrim. And then you, you sort of like open this sucker up and you get to the real the real gem inside, which is this beautiful case here. It's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, this thing opens up from the top, or from the side rather. From the top. <laughs> uh, let's see, right in there. And what comes out is, let's find a place for that. Just my microphone. Give me a second here. Um, this uh, anthology thing here kind of looks like a book. And open it up. And there, there you go right there. There's Arena. And they have this... Uh, let me pull it out just a little bit here. Okay. Pull this out. <laughs> and there's your, there's your first CD. This nice... Uh, okay. Just smacking my microphone all over the damn place. <laughs> Wow, this is the first time I've had a volume pull something out on Skype. Uh, <laughs> there's your first CD right there, and they're all pretty much kind of kind of like that. Um, doing the best I can with the webcam, guys. Sorry. See, there's there's Daggerfall. How about I just turn the camera over here a bit? Maybe that'll help. There we go. Yeah, as you can tell, guys, uh, 
this wasn't planned. No, not at all. This is all. <laughs> this was all improv. All improv, right here. So there you go. There's Daggerfall. There's the uh, the CD. Some screenshots, and they're all like I said. They're all like that. You got Morrowind, um, but all the way in the back is really what what I think is is probably like the coolest part of this whole thing is um, hmm, the maps. The maps are definitely legit. Um, first of all, you get this, and then inside of that pamphlet is uh, this this cool little Elder Scrolls Online sticker. Uh, that's fun if you like stickers. I like stickers. I was so happy with the sticker. I was like, that's, that's legit. <laughs> that's legit, right? Yeah, it's legit. Yeah, when they had a sticker, you know it's official. It's official, see? Yeah. And all these different kinds of maps, and uh, let me just pick a random map here. Hopefully uh, this isn't the uh, the one map that everyone's seen like a million times, which is the Skyrim map. No, this looks like it's the province of Cyrodiil. One map to rule them all. Yes. Aww. Hold on. There we go. Alright, and... That's it right there. It's Cyrodiil. Yeah, those maps are amazing. I have the uh, the anthology as well, and I've decided to frame them and put them all around the room in the office. That um, that's actually something that I, I want to do. What what size frames did you get in order to um accommodate these these beautiful maps? Got a map here of Vardenfell. I believe they're 20 by 20, and you have to kind of fold the edge around a little bit, but they'll fit pretty good. Damn you, webcam! <laughs> <laughs> the bane of podcasting and video casting. Yeah, really. This, this thing's not working out for me at all. So, hold on a second. Here we go. That might help out. And then, uh, there you go. So, that's, uh, that's Vardenfell right there. Get a, a whole bunch of these. So cool. Coolest thing ever. Um, yeah, they definitely it. went to town with the, with the anthology. It's a really great package. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> <Great> package. <laughs> I already owned all three games, and you can get Arena and Daggerfall uh, from the Bethesda site for free, but you kind of have to get DOSBox set up on your own. Um, so, one, the maps are amazing, the, the artwork in the book's amazing, but also the ease of setting up uh, Daggerfall and Arena... Is that is that German? Dust box. Dust box. <laughs> Dust box. Dust box and Skyrim. <laughs> so uh so that's <laughs> That okay. is that is it, my friends. That is that is it. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Um and now oh. without any further ado, uh we're gonna get we're gonna get right into Right into Daggerfall. There we go. Um, Chat room's rocking tonight. 23 people in, so ready. We've got uh, Bro Scotchu, who says um, it's called character evolving, not rough around the edges. <laughs> oh, Bro Scotchu, the, uh, yeah. the, the, the leader of the ESO Lodge, a, a really nice uh, Elder Scrolls fan site. We've got Tormented Gamer Hin, Walrus, mm-hmm. Wailoran. Sisban Von Biscuits, Monovan's in, Micah, Crates, DVD, Oh boy, Carissa Mori, our 
we read a f- letter from her, them yesterday. Yeah, that's right. We had so, a uh, email from Belkarith's in there. Belkarith, totally, yeah. um, totally rocking out, and they're loving the uh, Daggerfall action. Wow, look at that! It's it's. I mean, we. I know we've got some some topics that we definitely want to touch on tonight. But I, I first, I want to like kind of give people who are watching the YouTube. A bit of a tour of of the interface here of Daggerfall. I mean, first of all, I'm not in Daggerfall right now, or the city, I should say. I mean, this is this is kind of like a like a podunk city somewhere in. <laughs> That's not nice. In uh, in Hammer Hammer, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so you basically you you hit, um, you hit the M button, right, and you get you get this map. That uh, is is pretty. Uh, you could tell the game's age. I'll tell you that for sure. Oh yeah. Um, so you you, you kind of go right into the province of Daggerfall here, right? And you get all these little dots that are on the map, and what they correlate to is they're all color coded, and you can sort of see on the bottom here. It says dungeons, temples, homes, towns. All these little color coded buttons. So obviously those those buttons refer to the the dots on the map. And you can just sort of figure out, like, okay, so where are all the towns in the area here, and, and where am I? And um, right where the these two red flashing lines meet is, is your location. Not like that really can tell you where you're at, <laughs> but, you know, maybe it kind of helps a bit. That's a lot of locations. It's huge. Considering, like, the age of the game, this this game is tremendous. Now, I'm that little dot that you saw over here that wasn't me that that was the town that i'm in which uh right there is black fort that little dot right there is black fort look at the size of this whole thing yikes it's tremendous that's a big game absolutely tremendous yep 1996 just came out. I just um, wiki searched it. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's just Daggerfall. That's not, you know, all these other territories that are around here. Wait, you go there? Yeah, Glenpoint, Glenumbra Moors, oh. Tulane, Alessian Hills. I mean, it's just th- this game is absolutely massive. <laughs> wow. Cambria. Yeah, I mean, these are all like locations you can definitely go to, and you zoom in, and that's like a year plus let's play. Isn't that nuts. That's so amazing. If you right click on the map, you can you can zoom in a bit. Also, the uh, the one thing about Daggerfall that I really like is, despite the fact that it's it's very very old, this is the fr- now I I did live stream Arena at one point and. Daggerfall feels like the first game that is feels like a an Elder Scrolls game. Um I'm I'm panning around at as you're watching this right now, I'm panning around with the mouse, which is a setting that you can do here in uh the control scheme. If you click on on um first of all, if you hit the the escape button, this menu pops up and you can click on controls. And you can sort of like for the first time in an Elder Scrolls series, you can actually map out your your controls on your um, keyboard and mouse. 
Um, if you look on the bottom here, you have these, these buttons here. It says joystick, mouse, default, and continue. If you click on mouse, you're able to configure the mouse based on, on certain, certain criteria. So the original Elder Scrolls game, Arena, had this thing where um, it was a cursor-based movement. So you, you sort of like saw the cursor floating around a bit and you sort of clicked, okay, I want to interact with that thing. Here, they give you the option for the first time to have a view-based movement. And it says, for view-based movement, where you look is where you go. And you click on that, and and that that is what you're used to when you play an Elder Scrolls game by, you know, moving the cursor around and it panning the camera around the game so you can see. And then I'm moving with the WASD keys. That kind of tells you how old the game is, where it's like, hey, this is how you move. Yeah. I set up my key bindings where if I hit the E button, I automatically interact with something. So, I mean, this, it, it, it really is quite a treat for, for me as a huge Elder Scrolls fan now. And um, I think for, for, for some of our listeners to get a little perspective on, you know, what the what the, the game looks and feels like. Like, you can still, the the default control setting in Skyrim, you can use it in Daggerfall. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay. hitting, I hit the L button, and there's my there's my quest, uh, there's my active quest right there. So what's that? Fifteen oh, years man. apart or something? Ninety six to when was Skyrim released? Um, two thousand eleven. That's a that's a really good question. I'm not exactly sure when. Let me let me find out. Yeah, here. I think it was 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, Wow. Released in 1996, this game. I was 14. When, um, what, what, uh, what month? Uh, August. August? August the 31st. I was, I was 15 and I would turn, I would turn 16 in, um, that was actually the month I got my black belt. August of, uh, 96. Alright, uh, yeah, I'd literally just turned 15 as well. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, that's that's uh, some years ago. So, there you have it. This is it. Blackford. Yeah, the, the town of Blackford. Apparently this lock has nothing to fear from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. so uh, just to give you an idea of what my character looks like right now... Um, I've had a hard time finding pants. So, okay. Oh, <laughs> same old story. I pants. am not wearing pants. I can't find pants. Um, you go into my... Why do I wish I could say this is a first? <laughs> yeah. It's not... Yeah, it's just part of the run of the course, isn't it? Par, yeah. par for the At course here. Yeah. At, uh, oh, God. Quest Gaming Network. Oh, wow. We don't wear pants even when we play video games. Looks like you're wearing a nighty. <laughs> it's like, hey, somebody get me some cheese. I'm hungry. You gotta check this out. Look at this. You got it. This over here, right? This this column over here of of inventory. That's that's like random stuff that's in my bag. Uh, you take it out of your inventory. You put it on your on your character here, which is which is visible on this this window pane here. Um, but. All right, now I'm I'm a standard knight right now, just to kind of make things easy. 
I'm not allowed to wear leather armor at all. You have to click on this info button here, and then you click on the, the item in the inventory you want to get your information on. And these are leather greaves, adds plus one to armor rating, condition is new, gives you the weight here in kilograms. Um, and then you hit the equip button, right? I want to equip that? No, you can't. Your class prohibits you from using, from equipping this, so. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and, and I just I have to mention that you saying look at this column while you were not wearing pants is quite disturbing. <laughs> check check out check out the column. It's uh look away. It, all of these look columns away. have have nice width to them as well. They're they're quite long. <laughs> yeah. It's uh what? Definitely um definitely meaty columns. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> This is really something to get excited over. Notice yeah. how I'm staying out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, guys. Oh. Oh, <laughs> I, don't wow. even, I don't even know what this crap is. What is that? Ectoplasm. Okay, yeah, I fought some... I fought some ghosts here and there. Oh. Um, I had just cleared the, the original dungeon you find yourself in. And... Uh, wound up getting into this town and then said, okay, now that I'm sort of familiar with this game, um, I can, and, and I've got the control scheme, I, f I really feel like I'm able to just, you know, live stream it a little bit here. Here's my here's my character sheet. Uh, uh, name is obvious. I'm a Nord. I'm a Knight. I'm level two. So, you click on these little buttons here, skills, Primary, major, minor, miscellaneous, all this stuff, man. Totally Elder Scrolls. You know, it tells you what your primary skills are. Long blade. Apparently etiquette's a skill of mine. <laughs> yeah, with no pants on. With no Definitely. pants on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't mind me. Don't mind oh, me. just hopefully when you go to shake somebody's hand they grab the right thing. <laughs> I'm sure you, I'm sure by comparison you won't be able to miss the hand. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, and my my first quest is extremely generic. Like uh, I haven't been able to. I'm I'm looking around trying to talk to people and get quests. I think the one thing I'm trying to do right now is is actually find the um the fighters guild, get some quests out of there, and just start you know go adventuring around. Um, tells you that the first quest here is is uh, Lordos, the the sixth of Morning Star. Uh, I'm on a mission from the Emperor to investigate the shade of King Lysandus. His spirit has been haunting the city of Daggerfall. The Emperor himself has charged me with the duty of laying his ghost to rest. There is also the minor matter of a letter he sent to the Queen of Daggerfall. If I should find out what happened to the letter, he would be most appreciative. Before landing in Daggerfall, a sudden storm capsized the ship. I barely made it into this cave. That's it. Go play, go play Daggerfall now with that. <laughs> and you've clearly made it out of the cave, right? Yes, I am. I'm out of the cave, which turned out to be a dungeon. And um, I, I made my way across the uh, Daggerfall countryside and found myself here in, uh, in Blackfort. Well, then I suppose you're supposed to head off to go investigate... Uh... Wherever the ghost is. Stuff. <laughs> oh, the haunting. Yeah, but I'm not too sure where to start, so... I'd look for the creepiest fucking house. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Maybe. you know, talk to people. It's an Elder Scrolls game. That's yeah, right. He's, he's not wearing pants. They won't, they'll ignore him. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe his etiquette will save him. You know, that yeah. might be that might be a way that to must go. Must be a tavern. There You're could be a classy way to approach people without pants. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> All right, governor. Receptum for some pants. Give me some pants, please. I said I'm just class. a lonely soldier. I ain't got no pants. Uh, Give check me some this out. pants. You can even uh, you can even fast travel in the game as well. Wow. Yeah, I believe someone in chat had brought up um, you can fast travel in this, but you couldn't fast travel in Morrowind. Well, well, fine. Fast travel in Morrowind, can't you? you yeah, you can I use you could. Silt Striders. Yeah. That's that was the their version of of fast traveling. That All had right. been it. So there you go. That's so how you do it in Morrowind. Um. Hmm. So so while I I entertain people with uh, this this uh, interesting uh, rendition here for for Daggerfall, um, how about we talk about our first uh, our first topic, guys? How's that sound? Yay! Topics. Topic time. Um, okay, so Britain. St storytelling versus freedom by by Charmaine nineteen. Uh, this uh, this is obviously on the Elder Scrolls official Elder Scrolls forums, and uh, they say, uh, which do you prefer, storytelling or or freedom? And they they put a poll up on uh, on the site here. Uh, the choices were freedom. I want to be able to do anything in Elder Scrolls. Storytelling. I want an epic. <laughs> I want an epic yarn. I am a part of. I don't know why yarn, but okay. Um, oh, you know, like a tail. Yeah, weave, weave your, weave your tail, I suppose. Um, adjustable storytelling. I want, I want an epic yarn. I control the details of. And finally, separate quests. I want to live. I want, I want five or six epic yarns, and the ability to ignore them. Uh, so. Number one, the number one choice here on this poll was adjustable storytelling. I want an epic yarn I control the details of. Number two was freedom. I want to be able to do anything in Elder Scrolls. That came in too. So let's uh, let's start with John. What, what do you what do you think? Well, what's your answer? I think this is this is really a tough choice. I mean. One of the things that we always say, or at least you know, I hear around the network a lot, is we love Elder Scrolls so much because of how much freedom is in the game. But then at the same time, I also really enjoy some of the storylines, and I think I want more of that in the next game. So I wonder if the next step for them is to kind of make a marriage where you are invested a little more in the story that's going on. You, your decisions are a little more impactful, and they kind of go deeper into the uh, mythos of the Elder Scrolls universe with the storytelling and kind of kick it up a notch. Mm. What do you think, Maury? Uh, I think there's a lot of freedom in, in the, the um, quest lines that we've got and I like that. But I would also, I kind of like the idea of there being more than one main story as well but I, I would also like the option of 
not taking part in any storyline. So you can just live as a, a Tamrielic dweller. Um, so you could just be the owner of an inn and just do mundane things and then happen to find yourself in these kind of uh, thrilling storylines. Rather than, yeah. you know, I'm a prisoner and you're automatically going to be great. I'd, I'd like to just be average, maybe. What's uh, Not what, very exciting, but... What's the chat room saying? They uh, they weighing in yet on this one? What do they think? Uh, uh, Valkareth says, don't you need both of those? Um, but I think, and, and to that point, I think... With the amount of freedom that you see in some of these Elder Scrolls games, they they're kind of. It seems like the stories aren't as deep because of the risk of you accidentally killing a character because of the freedom and stuff. So there's so limit, so few like story-driven characters in these games because I think of how much freedom you expect from those games. So I wonder if they go further into story-driven content, what what sacrifices you will see in what kind of decisions you can make because of what impacts they could make on that. Cause when you're telling a story, there's stuff they have to show you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, I sort of, I sort of feel as if, as if um, I would rather more freedom in, in an elder scrolls game than, than being, you know, constantly looking for uh, quests to do. Like right now, I'm playing. I'm playing Daggerfall, obviously, and I have absolutely no idea where I'm going, what I'm doing. I think right now my main quest is trying to find some damn pants. <laughs> Good idea. Um, you know, and and I'm I'm enjoying just just trying to you know explore and and um, look around and you know try and find some pants. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's you know, that, that's that's what I like. Uh, I definitely like all the the exploration and and, and all that. But um, you know, regarding you know, uh, with, when it comes to when it comes to doing quests, you know, I think they do need to be to, to be in there. You know, I think they're uh, whoever had said in the chat room that you know, don't you kind of need both? You know, yeah, you do. In order to have like a a, a fully fledged game. You, you definitely need to to have both, uh, but it, it's it's really more of like how much of that do you uh, do you want in the game versus the other? And I, I think I would definitely like more of a more of an ex you know uh, explorative type type game. Yeah, I mean, one thing I, like, I really like about Skyrim is how you can go to a random location and have its own inbuilt story I, I i really like that but then i I do also like some someone telling you in a town or someone telling you just meeting you on the road say hey look there's some bandits in this in this place can you go and empty them out i think they've got quite a good mix um so i really think that they actually do a lot of stuff really well and so maybe they should just try and improve on it rather than having a new outlook possibly mm. when it comes to elder scrolls 6 do you feel that that game is going to be um 
it's going to take a, a lot of the questing that you saw in in Skyrim, and you think it's going to port it over to to um, to Elder Scrolls Six, where you're, you're basically, if you're not really on a quest, you're you're really not accomplishing a whole heck of a lot on your own. Maybe uh maybe more you can you can go in on this one. Yeah, just um repeat the question. I wasn't quite sure what you're getting at. Yeah, so I mean you know, in Skyrim, um all of the best rewards, I should I should probably say it differently, all of the best rewards come from basically doing the quests. And yeah. uh not really necessarily just, just looking to just walk around and explore. Although that if you're if you're an explorer, it's extremely rewarding. Um do you think that Elder Scrolls Six is going to be kind of the same way, or do you think they're going to try and backtrack a little bit here and, and maybe do things a bit differently with with the questing and the exploration? I think the look at Skyrim and the look at the impact that it brought to the to the marketplace and to to people's you know some people's first experience of Elder Scrolls, and I think they'll say it's not broke, let's not fix it. Mm. Maybe let's see if we can. Add some sparkle and some glitter and some some more pizzazz, maybe. Uh, but I don't think they'll move too far away. Possibly. Well, I'm looking forward to some sort of refinement, maybe something along the lines, kind of to harken back to the last episode of uh, Classic Elder Scrolls Night. Uh, some of the comments in the video and on the forums, uh, people hinted at, you know, maybe... Part of the issue with scaling is how the weapons were scaling in Skyrim and how really unless you're on a quest you weren't getting that epic loot and stuff. So maybe part of the exploration thing is to have those caves with the random epic weapon that is actually kind of strong. So if you're able to beat whatever crazy monster is in that cave that is set at some level that you do have to either attain or it's going to be a long fight and difficult fight for you. Uh, and then you can get that piece of loot. I think that would do something to refine the feeling of being able to accomplish things while not on a quest and just kind of going from point of interest to point of interest as you you feel the need to. Yeah, so one of the things I liked, you know, one of the, the most popular swords, I guess, in Skyrim was um, Dawnbreaker, which you got by, you know, starting the quest off. You would find... Meridia's beacon just in a random dungeon that you was in. Oh, that's, that, that, that's a really great um, quest line where you have to go and fight the like a necromancer has taken over her temple or something and you have to channel light all through it using her beacon. That's a really great quest line. It's a really great sword and I think that levels that kind of level scales with you. So if you get that early, I mean with the amount of druggy you have to kill that, that sword is badass. Right, but there's other swords that are supposed to be a legendary sword and this cool uh, weapon to go and find, like Red Eagles. And if you do the quest at level 10, the sword's really garbage and it's not going to level with you. So yeah. by the time you're level 20, you're like, yeah, yeah, there's all this mythos behind this sword that's supposed to be real cool, but I'm going to put it in a treasure chest or up on my wall at my house. Yeah, I'm like that. I would go yeah. and get a sword, there, even though it's not great, and let's say... You know, it's a name sword. I don't want to disenchant it. It's just nice to show off. 
I just feel named swords and weapons should be more impactful, and I think it could be a good fix for the feeling of not uh, feeling like you're accomplishing anything unless you're on a quest, is to have those artifacts that you can find throughout the world guarded by some sort of monster that you have to take down and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to, I think, crafted stuff ends up being better even than the name stuff because like once you've got your apocryph three up and you've got craft smithing up and you've got enchanting up you know you can make a, a thousand defense uh heavy armor piece and you can have a ridiculous sword with two amazing enchantments on if you if you spam it so maybe they need to lessen how well you can enchant and craft and yeah make the the name stuff a little bit more epic i saw um in in um, oblivion all right you're able to take the knights of the nine armor set and you can level it up by placing it back on on the armor stand from from where it comes from yeah um I think, I think it would be nice to have like kind of like a feature similar to that in in the next Elder Scrolls game regarding this because you guys bring up a really good topic on, you know, quest rewards and the fact that you know they're not necessarily going to level up with you, you know, it's just like um, the classic example of the the uh, the Axe of White Run, you know, when you get that thing, it's like you know, oh, great, you know, I'm, I already feel like I leveled yeah, past it. Like, thanks jerk yeah you know no one no one really needs that stupid thing yeah um and and you know more is kind of saying well you know maybe they should they should look at enchanting as as a as a way to to sort of fix this issue and i i sort of feel like maybe maybe it's not necessarily with you know getting rid of uh enchanting or or nerfing it maybe once you get like a hundred enchanting to use the Skyrim example of crafting, maybe when you get a hundred enchanting, you can now unlock a, a perk that allows you to level up um, really, uh, you know, some some items that you thought was was really you know like a lot of fun. So you can you can level up you know the axe of white run or something to to your current level or or armor and something and be like you know able to do that maybe once per day. Yeah, well, that would be nice. Um, in like the smithing tree, there's an arcane uh, point, which means you can uh, increase uh, enchanted objects. So that that's kind of leveling it up. You know, you, you can make your axe of white run legendary, but you know it's still gonna be pretty garbage compared to what you can do if you exploit um, the crafting tiers. Like you can make potions that do like thirty-five percent better um, enchanting and smithing, and then you know you can keep doing that over and over again until you end up with this like awesome sword. So yeah, I just think I think they got the balance a little bit wrong, and these things that should have been amazing, like um, I think it's is it Boethia where you get the the ebony armor with the the real the uh, like shadow effect 
Um, that's one of the best enchantments, but you can't actually get that enchantment. So in that respect, it's really unique. But it gets to a point where the armor, you can benefit from it, falls behind on stuff like Daedric and Dragonbone. Right. But uh, I think we're moving away from the point of the quests <laughs> a little bit. Speaking of quests, I uh, I just got a quest over here to help out this merchant at the uh, the Ashton residence. I believe is what he said. Uh, bandits are about to to attack him. Black oh, Fort thugs in in three hours. How <laughs> board up the shop and run away? Yeah. Did they Those like say, "Hey, we'll be back in three hours"? <laughs> <laughs> Just put up a sign, right? Yeah. Yeah. It says assassins have, to lunch. have threatened to assault him between nine and midnight at the Ashton residence. Now my question is is where the heck is the Ashton residence? Where am I gonna find this thing? That is the question of the ages. Where is the Ashton residence? That's right. Let's see if we can we can find that. Um John, how's how's the chat room? What are, what are they saying on on some of this information? Don't trust Maury. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be DVD. Yeah, it was. Oh, um, DVD, DVD loves me. I put uh, Valkareth says I hope they port more quests like the ones in Oblivion. Uh, let's see. Now, now, what would be the difference between the quests from Oblivion to to Skyrim? I mean that. I mean, he said, I, "I hope they change. I hope they they have more quests like they had in Oblivion." I'm not sure what he what he's referring to by that because I don't know about you, but it seemed like maybe it was just me, but the quests were longer. I seemed like I had more. I got more involved with the Assassin's Guild in Oblivion as opposed to in Skyrim, like the Dark Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed deeper. Uh, same with the Thieves Guild uh, in Oblivion. I felt like it was a lot more, there was depth to it, and it took me longer to complete those story threads than it did in Skyrim. And uh, Velcroth is saying in chat to kind of clarify his point. He's saying the quest in Oblivion felt more impactful. Mm. No, um, like I said, I've not really played much Oblivion. Like I haven't got. I think I've only got out of the prison cell once. But is it maybe more of a case that Skyrim had more quests and quest lines, and Oblivion had less quests, but they were longer? Uh, is that? Would that be accurate at all? I don't really know about that because um, I sort of feel like anywhere I go in Oblivion, I can I can get quests, and I felt the same way in in Skyrim too. That there was pretty much quests anywhere I went. So I don't I don't really know. I don't know. I I don't I don't necessarily feel like there were less quests in in Skyrim. It's not. It's not a thing of quantity. I think they're saying. Uh, Velcroth is saying in chat. It, it's the dark. The quest in Oblivion felt more impactful. Uh, 
Mathis says more depth. Um, I think it's just in Oblivion when you were completing these quests and you're going through these long stories, it felt like there was more of an impact on the world around you at the same time. Whereas in Skyrim, like you do the Dark Brotherhood and no one says a thing about it, but in Oblivion, people react. Okay. Hmm. All right. Yeah. That's, that's a good point, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably going to have to do a Oblivion Let's Play so people have it on camera that I've actually played it. Mm. That might be something to look forward to. Yeah, well, it's a fantastic <laughs> game. Yeah, I've been meaning to play it. It's just I've got to set it up so I can stream it and everything. Yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't be playing it. But I'll look to do that. Awesome. All right, uh, let's jump on to our next topic then. Um, again, we got another poll here. Uh, this comes from... Uh, well, it, it, they all come from the same place. Uh, really, what I mean to say is... Uh, the the original poster on this one was uh, Dagoth Dagon Alduin. And he's asking the question, what's your favorite Elder Scrolls storyline and protagonist or antagonist? Which major Elder Scrolls game do you think has the best story? And he goes through um, all five, including Battlespire and Redguard, by the way. Uh, which Battlespire received zero votes on all of these? <laughs> Nobody's played that. Hmm. No, but hmm. um, the the huge, huge winner on every one of these games, uh, or every one of these questions, was Morrowind. Morrowind's got the best story, Morrowind has the best protagonist, Morrowind has the best antagonist. Yeah, a lot of Morrowind. An awful lot of Morrowind. <laughs> yeah. And, and just to just to compare, like, first of all, they're saying Elder Scrolls game best storyline Morrowind, right? Sixty four votes for Morrowind, six for Skyrim, fifteen for Oblivion, two for Redguard, <laughs> and four for Daggerfall. Sixty four votes to Morrowind on that one. I mean, that just that that. Uh, I, I just find it so shocking that only Sky, Skyrim only got two more points than Daggerfall, which, as we found, came out 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, do, I mean, does that say to you that Bethesda is doing something wrong, you know, as, as the games have gone on? Like, if, let's be, if people are saying that Skyrim and... Oblivion are are worse than uh, Morrowind in story wise, and Skyrim's only just a little bit better than the game that they did sixteen years ago. Well, I mean, the question is the main story, right? Yeah. Well, does that mean you know maybe the the guys are new? You know, maybe maybe it's not the same people who worked on these games. Does that I mean does that say to you that the stories have got worse or? I think what Skyrim says to me is that Bethesda understands that the people playing their game really enjoy experiencing the worlds that they make and having the quests that take them on these adventures throughout the world. So the main story tread doesn't have to be this big epic tale. Um, 
to have you be engaged and honestly i think that they they're putting more quality into these quote-unquote side quests than i think they're putting into the main overarching story but i think i prefer it like that honestly Yeah, I mean, like Skyrim must have been something right with how many people it bought into the franchise, and and, and, like, and people are going back and saying, "Wow, I love these older games as well." Um, so Skyrim was good for that, um, but yeah, maybe on the newer one, newer games, they concentrated a little bit less on the on the storytelling and more on the on the feeling of making it Elder Scrollsy. What do you think about the uh, protagonist and the antagonist? Now, they're obviously saying, uh, again, Morrowind is is the clear winner here. Uh, that Morrowind has, has 38 vo- votes here. Um, the margins are a little bit different, though. Skyrim had 18, Oblivion 17, Redguard had 10, <laughs> and Daggerfall was 8 as far as the protagonist is concerned, Morrowind 38. And then, of course, the the antagonist. Um, you got fifty six here for Morrowind. That's huge. Pretty much everyone who voted on this voted for Morrowind on the antagonist. Yeah. Five for Skyrim, twelve for Oblivion, one for Daggerfall. Um, when it comes to the antagonist, I sort of I sort of see where they're coming from because Alduin was was not necessarily like the best fight. No, I'm. I much prefer. Honestly, I preferred Lord Harkon. That fight was a lot better. Agreed. Yeah, but I think I don't know. To me, Alduin. He was a pretty. Maybe the last fight was kind of lackluster, but he was a pretty impressive baddie. Uh, just the story behind him. Yeah, but you know, it. it like you're fighting with the, um, you know, the three, the three guys up there when you're fighting Alduin, and it's like. Uh, I'm Dragonborn. I'm meant to be amazing. Why? Why are these three guys helping You're me? Also I'm supposed to be the, epic. The Let me do it. guy that's going to kill Alduin. So I mean, <laughs> like they already failed at killing him once, which is why we we have to deal with the problem next time. Don't give him the glory. I'm the Dragonborn. I want to kill Alduin, not these little. Guys who died. Not these, not these losers. Yeah, not these losers who just sent into time, <laughs> sent and space away. in the TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> Screw those guys. I'm the hero. And then in, then in Oblivion, if I remember right, you're not even the actual, you know, air quotes hero of the thing. You just pretty nah. much babysit Boromir all the way to the Oblivion Gate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and and yeah, yeah. From what I've seen of Morrowind, those little worms—they are really badass protagonists, antagonists. So yeah, I would, I would definitely say that the Morrowind um, ice cream cones are pretty amazing. <laughs> ice cream. Okay. All right. Let's see. We got a dungeon over here. Let's 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 check this out. Let's see how hard I'm going to fail in this dungeon. This could be interesting. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, okay, apparently I may have to find it first, though. 
go. Okay. Um, so then, then there's that. Speaking of dragons, all right. Our our next topic here is: Do you think dragons will will stick around in future in future lore? And this comes from Squatting Turtle. <laughs> no accounting for taste on the name here. <laughs> yeah. Do you think dragons will stick around in future lore? And then he asks: Do you think Bethesda is going to keep dragons around as a major foe? You think you think Bethesda's going to keep dragons around as a major foe in inside these you know the Elder Scrolls games six and beyond? Well, I mean, Parthenax is still alive, so I wonder if, for whatever reason, they could always have you run back into him somehow. Um, but I mean, are there any dragons alive other than Parthenax? Yes. Yes. Where? Because he takes a team of Alduin's former followers to spread the word. That's what he does at the end. Like that, the dragon that you uh, capture in Skyrim, you don't actually kill him, and Alduin doesn't kill him, so he's still alive and he joins up with Parthenax in the end. Okay. And there could be dragons all over the place, but the question is, are, you know, will Test 6 or Test 7 be in the future of Skyrim, or will it be in the past? If it's in the past, then there won't be dragons because dragons are sleeping you know apart from the odd few like Parthenax who lives up top of the world but we won't probably won't be in Skyrim again so you won't have access to him so I would doubt there will be dragons as a, as definitely as opponents uh, but I think dragons will always be in the law and I would imagine that Alduin's uh, second returning will be in books in the future of Elder Scrolls. Well, I, I mean, you know, here's here's really, the, here's the real question, all right? Um, oh, my God, I actually found something. Here we go. <laughs> um, here's the real question. I mean, is it going to be viable? You know, Oblivion... Oblivion had this thing where you know you had to close the the Oblivion gates, and that and that was sort of like the big the big world problem. Yeah, Skyrim um, had the dragons. Skyrim had the dragons, indeed. So, is it even going to be like viable or or interesting enough to bring to bring dragons? I mean, you know, if you're going to do dragons, you're going to do it in a big way, and that's Skyrim. So why bother remaking Skyrim if you're just exactly. going to you know? I mean, why? So, why yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, John. Uh, the dragon attacks. Is that not one of your favorite moments in Skyrim? When you hear that yes. roar? Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, this is about to get insane. Yeah. So, I mean, do you want that to go away in the next Elder Scrolls game? Do you not want there to be those crazy dragon fights that you get into at random? Uh, I would play Skyrim for that. I don't, I don't want... I want them to do something i want them to outdo themselves i don't want them to just make a new game and then put more dragons in i want them to i want them to come up with some kind of cyclops horde that come out of the mountain or some kind of balrog looking creature that's not a dragon but is is from the depths of the pit the pits of the underneath or something i agree with maury I totally agree with you on that, man. I want something new. You know, like, even though I love I love Skyrim and I love those dragon encounters, I want something brand new 
that that is going to make me like open up my eyes and say, wow, like this is completely epic. This is totally legit. Yeah, I mean, like when, when you see the advert for Skyrim, it's like a dragon and there's guys, you know, facing off. You, that's what you want. You want a new, you want the new advert to come out with, with, not not Dragonborn, but some other kind of uh, hero facing up against this new behemoth. Um, that's what you want. You want that epic, uh, the epic encounter where you're thinking, yeah, ah, uh, you know, I need to get that. I need to play that game, and I need to, I need to kill that mega monster. So I think the, I think the after. Go bigger than dragons next time. Bigger than dragons. Okay. Bigger than dragons. Yeah. What do you think, John? Uh, well, no, I agree with you guys. Um, I don't want the dragon encounters to come back, uh, even though I did love them in Skyrim. Mm. But I think they do. You know, they they never have written themselves into a box. I think, you know, you have the whole continent of Akavir, which is pretty much a huge mystery to everyone. Um, I believe there's some lore in a book that you can pick up that mentions the possibility of dragons existing uh, in Akavir before uh, Alduin came to Skyrim. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there is always that possibility. Uh, so, you know, who knows? I have faith in Bethesda, and I think they'll do the right thing, though, and move on to something else. Yeah, also, uh, Valkyrie just says in the chat, how will you fight dragons in Test 6 if you're not dragonborn? You won't have dragon shout, you won't have dragon rend, and all these other things. So, you you know, you would automatically be at a disadvantage because they can't make you a, a dragonborn again because some people say, no, oh, you just remade Skyrim. Yeah, I fight dragons like I usually do. Heroic. Charge oh, yeah. up and, and take them out. Yeah, heroically from behind a tree and drop the setting down and stuff that may have happened i thought we weren't going to mention that <laughs> oh i thought it was off there still oh did you yeah jerk yeah my bad no it's oh, not I you did that on purpose yeah i did i was mean sorry john mm -hmm. i think i found that dungeon i was looking for <laughs> <laughs> like yay just, dungeon like just now Apparently there's a climbing mode in the game too and you get to climb and stuff. Oh, you can climb. Oh, yeah, yeah. And climbing mode. <laughs> like a transformer. So, um, I think it crashed. It did. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Yay, dungeons. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> So, so there's that. Um, so while we're trying to figure out uh, that whole thing, <laughs> let's turn on maybe, maybe uh, Oblivion. <laughs> oh dear! Yay! Oh, crash. How, about, how about that? Yay for crashing! Yay for 1996! Yay! <laughs> Indeed. You know what? I think it was. I think it might have been that climbing mode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your computer just couldn't handle no. all the crazy climbing mode. It's like, yeah. what, what is this? Climbing? It's a climbing mode? Oh, what the freaking you hell? Climb. You, you have to jump. You have to zoom out and glitch up walls. Well, that's how you do it. <laughs> sorry, for the, sorry for the high volume, by the way, guys. It's, uh, I'll get that fixed in just a second. <laughs> Very pretty, though, isn't it? 
Gotta love that. Uh, what years of difference can make. Indeed. Yeah. Now we'll, we'll uh, maybe we'll actually encounter something that's uh, not so uh, one person entertaining. Oh, Jesus. There we go. Boy, we're going all over the place with this stream tonight, aren't we, fellas? Yes. <laughs> Maybe we should have kept this one as a pilot. Extended pilot. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Skyrim. Classic Elder Scrolls Night. Extended pilot. Indeed. Indeed. The B-roll. The, the B-roll. <laughs> okay, and here we are in, in, uh, in Oblivion. <laughs> Yay, Oblivion. By the way, this game does crash on me as well, but uh, hopefully not, not so hard uh, when I go into climbing mode, in quotes. <laughs> Never doing that again. Yeah. Um, now I have to sort of, like, orient myself to what the heck I was doing with, with my dear friend Shank here, whom, by the way, is going to become um, an active part of, of, this, of this cast uh, starting next week as well. Yay, Shank. Yay. Can't wait to see him. Yeah, he um, he really enjoyed our our first episode, and as a result, do you know, of that, do you know why he enjoyed it? Because I'm here. Wow, there. Wow. I feel like that yep. was going to be Maury's answer, and then I, yep. John just jumped on that. No, actually, I was going to yeah. be nice and say because he wasn't, and we we three were, and we made it badass. But screw you, John. No, you weren't. <laughs> No, I was actually. I thought, no, you were. You know, we did a great job. No, you were. Um, the community spoke. We answered. But that would we, mean we you are their be... messiahs. No. no. You're never nice. I'm so. not talking to you anymore. You're lying. If I would tell him, I'm not talking to him. Now, children. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got to tell you, though, going from, from Daggerfall and like getting used to Daggerfall graphics and then coming here to Oblivion. Hysterical. Like, I feel like I'm now playing like an HD freaking. It's only eight years difference. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's no time, really. Um, just let me know if the if the volume is way too loud, guys. Please, I don't want to. I don't want to annoy our podcast listeners. I think it's fine. Okay. Yay, wolf! Bad wolf! Bad wolf! Bad wolf! Da get it, wolf! <laughs> get it! And the wolf got yeah, it. Yeah, if you didn't, if you didn't watch Classic Elves, uh, the no Elves goes off the record. You won't get the reference of Bad Wolf, but I'm sure you all did, because that was an epic show that I was on. Yeah, we had a good time last night, didn't we? Yeah. That was. Uh... Yeah, you and Dave did great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> was such a... Was that a knock against Mori? I think it was. No. <laughs> I would never. Uh, never, right? Oh, not you. Oh, look at this guy. This guy, he's like, oh, I'm a well-armored orc, and I'm going to get you. Grr. Aggression and stuff. Yeah. No, you take that. Yeah, right in the face. I don't care if you're wearing, like, Is it bad that every time I see an orc in Oblivion, I just can't help but hear Mike, uh, Mike Myers doing Shrek? <laughs> kind of looks a little bit like Shrek, this guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got him. As you can probably tell. Oh no, Fiona! Get oh, out man. of my swamp! <laughs> Something like that. Looking around for arrows. Yeah, a little oh, bit. Oh, he's got quite badass armor on. Yeah, he kind of does. 
What level are you? Um, hmm. Let's find that. Seven. Oh, wow. Apparently, I'm a level seven badass. Steel cuirass. Let's, uh, let's go jumping inside this little dungeon here. Hopefully, I didn't clear it out yet. I did clear it out. Okay, so let's get out of here. You're telling me that the that the 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 volume isn't loud, guys? Nope. Not at all. It's fine. Everyone in the chat uh, says it's fine too. All right. I mean, you know, I don't. I'll, that's the last time I'll ask. If uh, you know, those of you listening to the podcast version of this, you know, if it uh, send me an email if you're not, you know, if you're not into it. Uh, yeah, uh, send it to a volume's personal email for any um, hate mail. Yeah. yeah. No, don't because I'm too fragile to take it. And, uh... <laughs> or you could send it to a Varwin on Twitter at Mark of Tamriel. <laughs> M O R I C U. Oh, you guys suck. There you go. Look at that, though. That's a beautiful night sky, isn't it? Yeah. All right, now I'm Shank. So let's. Let's keep it the, uh, Ambient occlusion and the anti-aliasing. Yeah, and, check uh, out that volumetric yeah. fog, How guys. Ah, uh, volumetric fog <laughs> for the win. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna hear it from him next week. <laughs> yeah, you should. We should probably play one of those games that he doesn't like. Yeah, like like Oblivion. Uh, I heard he hates this game. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm just not a fan. I no. think he hates Oblivion more than he hates Dave. <laughs> That's a lot of hate. <laughs> That's a lot of hate. That's a lot yeah. of hate, my friend. Um, what the hell were we talking about? <laughs> uh, dragons. Yeah, we were talking about dragons. Dragons. Oh, way to go, John, and remember. I know. Hey. <laughs> we were totally vamping. and. and yeah, we were also talking about how much we all hate Mari, but, I mean, mm. apparently we're going to move on. So... All right, so so dragons. Um, I feel like I feel like we kind of exhausted that whole thing. I feel like uh, we're done, done with dragons. Sky ever did it? Yeah. No, I mean just with the topic itself. <laughs> Not that Skyrim <laughs> did it, and it shouldn't be in six. I just feel like we 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 maybe have like reached the end of that conversation. <laughs> it shouldn't be in six or seven. I, you know, you know, there's there's something else I wanted to bring up too. Um. You know we're we're getting really really chatty on. Look at this guy. He thinks he's gonna like beat me and stuff. Get out of here. That's right. You run away. Stupid Khajiit. Whatever. Um. Oh no, he's gonna try on this side. Like that side over there wasn't good enough. Now he's gonna. No, he's just he's just running around this dude. All right, whatever. So we're really getting chatty now on the uh, the Elder Scrolls official forums. Which, um, okay, so that's how Oblivion crashes, in case you wanted a demonstration on how that happens. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That's how it happens in Oblivion. Oh, that's what you get when you get Khajiit on the screen. <sighs> yep. Game is like, I'm done. So. Classic yeah, fail night with a Varwin. <laughs> let's say, what, what do we call tonight's episode? Cl- classic fail night. Hunt <laughs> was crashing or something. Yeah. How to crash Elder Scrolls. <laughs> Tamrielic yeah. crashing. Two hundred million dollar crash. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> good times. Let's bring this back up. It's a good thing there's really like no official direction <laughs> for this show. <laughs> yeah. 
Otherwise, I'd yeah. be really angry right now. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good job Dave's not on because he, he'd be he'd be kicking off. He'd be rage queen. Oh, yeah. 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 Who needs that guy? With his to... friends. Why am I here? I was not even... All right, I guess that was like a autosave or some kind. Oh, yeah, because I left the ruin, so it autosaved. <laughs> Bro, scratcho, fusso, crash. <laughs> God. So, like I was trying to say before, I keep getting interrupted by uh, Bethesda bugs. Um, we're talking a lot on, on the forums now. And one of the things that I had brought up, or at least one of the things I had weighed in on on uh, on the forums, was where where do you think the next Elder Scrolls game is going to take place? And a lot of people were saying um, they they'd like it to take place in in, um, in Hammerfell. Uh, some some had said Valenwood, elsewhere. I had this crazy idea, and I got shot down hard, like 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 you wouldn't believe, um, on the forums. I mean, really hard. It was kind of embarrassing. But my idea was because I, I I sort of looked at the map and I, I looked at elsewhere in Valenwood, and I thought uh, these areas kind of look a little a little small. Maybe uh, it would be good to kind of like combine elsewhere in Valenwood. This way, you have. You know, a bunch of different uh, locations, locations and settings um, to kind of go to. Be because Valenwood is described as, and this was my mistake, but I mentioned this on the forums, that it's described as like, you know, a giant forest. And that elsewhere is, is sort of like a dry, arid sort of, uh, sort of a location. Um, so I thought if you combine the two, since they're small areas, you have a you know a nice a nice large uh, swath of land to to play the game in, and then have you know a, a lot of different uh, you know variety in locations. Turns out that's not the case. Uh, Valenwood is in fact uh, you know even though it is very forested, you know there are a lot of hills and plains and and, and things like that. Um, what well, what do you what do you guys think? Is, and I guess maybe we'll just you know we'll start with John and and uh, maybe the chat room's got got something to weigh in on on this as well. You know the location of the next Elder Scrolls game. I mean you got what do you, what do you think? You think it, it should take place in another province, or maybe we should start finding some some new locations uh, such as someplace in Akavir. Well, I mean, well there you go, uh, someplace in Akavir that would be interesting, but. What if they started, to your point, combining places instead of just focusing on one province at a time? What if maybe they kind of build on the Civil War and Skyrim goes to war with uh, Cyrodiil? And you play within both areas. Hmm. That'd be cool. What do you think, Maury? Uh, on that topic, I'm not sure how they would go to war because, like... In the actual game, you can choose a side which which one you go with, and if they were to go to war with Cyrodiil, say, then the game has to make a choice for you. So, like, even if you say you you were with the Imperials, then in the next game for Skyrim to go to war, 
you know, your decision to be an Imperial would have no impact on that. Unless something spawned up from that. Yeah, Did sure Q proper go Imperial? Yes, I was Imperial. So no one cares about your opinion anyway, so you should have been a Stormcloak. <laughs> no, because they're douches, and I'm... I'm Morikyu's a wood elf, so Morikyu obviously sides with the people who don't want Talos as a god because he's a dirty Nord. Oh, misguided. Mm. Yeah, Good. but um, I'm not sure about going to Akavir. I, I mean, there's plenty of places left on, on like Tamriel they can go, and I would really like to see. I would really like to see somewhere a little brighter. I think elsewhere would be amazing. It's just a lot brighter than Skyrim, and and they can go to town on it a little bit. And like we was talking about last week, bring out lots of really fun and unique creatures. And and like with it being like kind of open plains, and I suppose kind of like an African kind of safari zone is how I kind of picture it. They could have some really epic. Uh, monsters in there yeah true size wise size wise yeah i mean you know elephants but bigger yeah no uh, that would be pretty interesting oliphants i mean you know they could literally make oliphants <laughs> from lord of the rings oliphants massive oliphant i wouldn't mind elsewhere I, I agree maybe we don't need to go to akavir yet and they can kind of keep that uh held close to the chest if you would i'd like to see valenwood though i think Instead of elsewhere first. Yeah. I would well, I mean I, I would love to see Valenwood because I'm a wood elf in my heart and that's I think that would be amazing, but but I think uh elsewhere could give a real great variety. Yeah, I I think my my vote, if we're gonna stay on Tamriel, I would say my vote would be uh Valenwood at this point. I'm nervous about going to another place other than Tamriel because I, 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 I don't know if I don't know if it would feel like Elder Scrolls when you when you open up the map and you see something other than Tamriel on the large world map. You know, I think it would make me a little, you know, um, sad. Yeah, like I, I'm not I'm not where I normally am in an Elder Scrolls game. You know, and and that's that's a good thing. To feel that way, but it, it would also, I think it would also make me feel a little sad, too, at the same time. Yeah, I get what you're saying there. Yeah, just like it's it's so different. Wow. I think I fought, like, the nastiest wolf ever. <laughs> uh, it's it's so different that it's, it might be a little too different. Now, one of the things that I sort of liked about this post, too, was that it was it was sort of started when... Or at least it's it's in a part of the forums where one of the top um, sticky forums comes from Bethesda, and they sort of say, you know, don't feel like you're obligated to stick to just geography. The next Elder Scrolls game is, and what they're basically saying was that the next Elder Scrolls game does not necessarily have to take place in a different province in order for it to be Elder Scrolls Six. You know, it could it could take place anywhere else. Hmm. You know, don't don't be limited to geography. And I was so intrigued by that that idea that they 
they it's not off the table to do an entire Elder Scrolls game maybe in like some kind of plane of oblivion. Right. Because there are many different planes of oblivion, not just what you see yeah. in the game. And how do you feel about that? Do you think that that would be too different as well? It depends on how it's done. Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely feel like it would be too different. Um, but I don't think that by virtue of that means that it wouldn't be good. Um, it would be very, it would be jarring at first and then I would love it. I think that would be the best way to describe how I would feel. Oh, Fort Chalman. Oh. Uh, history with Fort Chalman? History indeed, my friend. History indeed. Uh, so I guess what I should say is that um, Nick Conkle had came out and said that uh, the guys from ShoddyCast had, had been involved in the beta of um, Elder Scrolls Online. And... Uh, <laughs> They, the the those guys would they would tell you this. Uh, Nick Conker will tell you that, and uh, that something called the Chalamo happened at Fort Chalman, and uh, and here we are, uh, a thousand In the years future, later. Yeah, at the destroyed Fort Chalman. Well, the, that's pretty cool. The ruin of it. Yeah. So, so there you go. That's very, uh, very, very awesome to see. No Elder Scrolls Online discussion, guys. No. <laughs> yeah, that that rule's quite hard to keep to, even um, even it, though we we want to keep to it. It's tough. <laughs> it's very tough. You know why? Because it's such a it's such a big thing going on right now in the Elder Scrolls universe. Well, yeah, and but it's the, exciting. I mean. To the point. I mean, you were you were talking about why uh, you have history with this fort here in Oblivion, and actually, that's probably an interesting thing for our listeners to to uh, find out that the shoddy cast uh, fellows were here when this fort was destroyed. Yeah, we'll visit it in Oblivion, guys. They're probably the reason it. why it's destroyed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because the great at shows probably not so good at playing games. Just saying, uh, just saying. Don't hate me, <laughs> Shoddy Remember, you can send all hateful tweets to at more Q of Tamriel. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I could say send them to at JSuper508, but really, no, John's just so indifferent. Nobody really likes or dislikes him. Those, uh, hope those, I hope those fellows aren't, aren't sore about me bringing that up. Hope, hopefully not. If, I, I think it's public it. knowledge. It it definitely is, but you know, fifty thousand subscribers. It doesn't necessarily need to be you know broadcasted either. But it, it's just the simple fact that you know here I am at at Fort Chalman, and uh, I already have have a connection to this place um, as a result of of this thing. So you know, I mean, it's uh, it's noteworthy. Indeed, indeed, it is, and I, I look forward to other people. Sort of sharing those those uh, those experiences, um, and then coming back to a game like this and saying, "Wow, you know, now it's kind of like you know how um, you know how you watch uh, Star Wars. You go through episodes one, two, and three, or maybe you just go straight to three and uh... <laughs> or four. 
Right. And then, you know, after after seeing, you know, uh, Anakin finally become Darth Vader, and then you turn on episode four, which was obviously done well before the, the third movie, uh, the episode three ever was, and then you see Darth Vader just hit that Karelian uh, ship in the very beginning of the in the of the movie, and you're like, wow, oh, that's that's Anakin Skywalker, man, and like one of those. I got you. Got me right. Yeah, yeah. This is what's that Star Trek talking about? No, we we never talk about Star Trek. No. <laughs> This is the Star, uh, Star Trek Online. Star Trek. <laughs> STL. Yeah. Best MMO. Ever. Uh, yeah. Ever. 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 So, Volenwood, elsewhere, Akavir, not necessarily, uh, not necessarily in, you know, in a place that, or in another province, you know, the next Elder Scrolls game could be something completely different. Completely different. That's interesting. How, how would you feel about a underground Elder Scrolls game? Like, say you lived in, well, not lived in, but say, imagine like a Dwemer type, Moria type thing, where it's massive. How how would you feel about that? Hmm. Where it was all underground, and they, and like people were trying to reclaim, like lost Dwemer ruins. I would only be okay with it if it was about the Dwemer and how they disappeared and it had an, an interpretive like open end to the quest that you're not 100% sure still how, how the Dwemer like disappeared and, and, and left Tamriel. So you you don't want that mystery solved? No, but I don't think anybody does really. What? I want it solved. You have no soul then. I want to know, man. Don't want to know, not really, because yes, then I what? Do. Yeah, but then what is what? What mystery is left in the Elder Scrolls? That what is the busy, That is the biggest okay. mystery in Elder Scrolls. You can't. You can't solve it. Something would leave the the franchise if if you found out the the ultimate demise of the Dwemer. <laughs> no, come on. Yeah, I, I mean, I have to admit, like in um, in. Uh, Dawn God, when when you meet that one snow elf, I was a bit like, oh, that's a bit of a shame. Really? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a bit I of mean, a shame that they put one in. Pretty pretty uh, strong Lord of the Rings fans. Uh, don't you pretty much get like from the inception of how that universe was made to how the story's wrapped up? What do you mean? You don't get the end of Middle Earth though. You just get the end of the Third Era. Well, no, I'm not saying I'm, you'd get the end of Nern. I just want to know why the Dwemer all but vanished. Mm. It's yeah. not really the same as Lord of the Rings. Well, I mean, it's this big. There's no mysteries. I I don't I don't I don't want to know. No, I don't want to know. I want to know. I think. Like I said, you know, I, I would be very interested in a game that that explores it, um, and even says like, okay, you're you are one of the Dwemer. Like I would be into that, and then and the entire game just explores it, but gets very funky towards the end on actually what happened and 
so you still actually don't know, but you have more of an insight. You actually see the Dwemer and, and, and all of that. That I'd be really into. Yeah, I would like kind of maybe some kind of time travel through an Elder Scroll where you actually get to go and spend like the last the last five days of the Dwemer, but you never actually see the very last day. But they could, you know, it, maybe it could be leading up to the big, the big battle with the Nords or whatever, however it was. No, that's the Snow Elves. But yeah, no, it was. Yeah, because the Dwemer fought with the Nords, didn't they? So yeah, may, may that maybe that'd be good. Going back to the final days of the Dwemer, but you never actually find out the final day. Nah, more the the Dwemer. They didn't fight with the uh, the Nords. They were they were gone way before the the. Um... Oh wait! Did they fight the with Nords the ever. Dark Elves? I think they fought the. I think that is true. I think they did fight the the Dark Elves. Um, but yeah, not the Nords. I think the Nords came. No, the to Nords Tamriel. were the Snow Elves, weren't it? They fought the Snow Elves. Yes. They, yeah, they, which yes. is why they moved to. Yeah. And that's why they moved in with the Dwemer and then became the Falmer. Right. Right. Okay. So yeah, I'm the law guy. <laughs> <laughs> Nova's counselor. Oh, boy. No lore guy. Uh speaking of lore, how about uh Maury? We we hear from your, your random book selection for, for this evening. Yeah, um yeah, the random book. Uh, so since we were talking about dragons, I totally randomly came up with something called the Dragon War over at the Imperial Library. Um, so I will regale you with this. May I take it away, sir? Please do. I'm going to mute my microphone and uh, lower some of the volume here on the game. Okay. So, The Dragon War by Kohal Bjorik. In the Merithic era, when Iskramor first set foot on Tamriel, his people brought with them a faith that worshipped animal gods. Certain scholars believe these primitive people actually worshipped the divines as we know them, just in the form of those totem animals. They defied the hawk, wolf, snake, moth, owl, whale, bear, fox and the dragon. Every now and then you can stumble across the broken stone totems in, in the further reaches of Skyrim. Foremost among all animals was the dragon. In the ancient Nordic tongue it was the Dragon. Occasionally the term Dorava is used, but the language or derivation of that is not known. Using either name was forbidden to all except the dragon priests. Grand temples were built to honour the dragons and appease them. Many of them survive today as ancient ruins haunted by Draugr and undead dragon priests. Dragons, being dragons, embraced their role as god kings of overmen. After all, were they not fashioned in Akatosh's own image? Were they not superior in every way to the hordes of small, soft creatures that worship them? For dragons, power equals truth they had the power so therefore it must be truth 
Dragons granted small amounts of power to the dragon priests in exchange for absolute obedience. In turn, the dragon priests ruled men as equals to the kings. Dragons, of course, could not be bothered with actual ruling. In Atmora, when Iskramor and his people came from the dragon priest demanded tribute and set down laws and codes of living that kept peace between dragons and men. In Tamriel, they were not they were not nearly as benevolent. It's unclear if this was due to ambitious dragon priests or a particular dragon or a series of weak kings. Whatever the cause, the dragon priests began to rule with an iron fist, making virtual slaves of the rest of the population. When the populace rebelled, the dragon priests retaliated. When the dragon priests could not collect the tribute nor control the masses, the dragon's response was swift and brutal. So it was the dragon war began. At first, men died by the thousands. The ancient texts reveal that a few dragons took the side of men. Why they did this is not known. The priests of the nine divines claim it was Akatosh himself that intervened. From these dragons, men learned magic to use against dragons. The tide began to turn and the dragons began to die too. The war was long and bloody. The dragon priests were overthrown and dragons were slaughtered in large numbers. Surviving dragons scattered, choosing to live in remote places away from men. The dragon court itself adapted and survived. They, they built dragon mounds, entombing the remains of dragons that fell in the war. They believe one day the dragons would rise again and reward the faithful. That is the dragon war over at the Imperial Library. Definitely, uh, definitely something to think about. Yeah, well, well done, Maury. That was uh, that was very good. Yeah, Thank that you. was a great book. Yeah, I uh, I, I wrote it all. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> did, did you now? <laughs> yes, no, I, I, I'm, I'm actually I actually work for um, Lauren Shrick. Did you? Yeah, you okay? So I I get it now. So that's when you had the chance to, you know, to to write that. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's a very good book. I'm yeah. really enjoying doing this. I hope um, everyone at home's enjoying my um, silky voice. I, silky, it's silky, baby. Silky. Mm-mm-mm. I I like the part where dragons believe that power is truth. So obviously, if they have the power to rule over mankind, therefore. It must be the right thing to do. Yeah. Right. I also like how uh, it kind of explained a bit more about the dragon priests and the role they played ruling over man. Yeah, they were really the, uh, obviously, the intermeri- intermediary between man and dragon. And they were given the power to enslave man as it came down to. Yeah. Well, it makes a lot of sense if you think about it. I mean, the 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 dragons they could care less about mankind. They just figured out, you know, we got the power to rule over them, so therefore we should rule over them. Yeah. Uh, but we don't necessarily want to do that. So let's just go ahead and uh, our priests. Yeah, let's just 
knock it over to them, give them the actual ability to rule. And uh, <laughs> I'm sure that must have been a fantastic uh, society to live in. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah! How could yeah. that not have been like a terrible thing to do? <laughs> Man, I remember the days when we were ruled over by the dragon priests. Those were great, great days. That's when we built yeah. the roads. Such a viable economy. <laughs> oh yeah, everything was blossoming. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. We had all these rich kings and rich dragon priests, and uh, they all had a jolly time. It was really good. Totally just getting my butt handed to me right now. Wow, goblin skirmishes. Yeah. There we go. This probably has something to do with the fact that I'm using a crap <laughs> weapon right now. Jeez. How did I even get that in my hand? Oh, Lord. Oh, boy. What else, guys? What else do we have on the, uh, on the topic train for today? Ah, oh, well, seeing uh, we're talking dragons, and I talk mods, I got a mod about dragons. If you guys what? head over to the Skyrim Nexus, you guys can download Deadly Dragons. Uh, for those of you that feel that uh, dragons in Skyrim aren't tough enough, this mod has a single, uh, wow, singular purpose. Make dragons the feared and powerful creatures they supposedly are. Um, I've used this mod since I knew it was available and probably a month or two after I got the game. I'm sure an iteration of this was out. I've used it since then and it just makes the dragon battles uh, one more diverse because it adds a few more dragons and gives them a few more abilities uh, like being able to rain down various elemental spells from the sky while they're flying about you trying to kill you. Which can be hard at times but that's why you have trees. <clears throat> And, uh, trees. Yeah, well, you know. The Banes of dragons. Exactly. So so what does this mod do again? It it gives um, elemental damage? It's like a dragon fighting overhaul, and the, um, the dragons all rain down ice shards and molten fireballs on you as well as just making them harder to fight. Okay. Yeah, and it, it also... Uh, adds different uh, dragons that aren't in the original game that may have different elemental properties than were originally in it. Uh, like, I believe, a one that has sort of a forest elemental property to it. Mm -hmm. So it, it diversifies dragons, it adds more encounters, and it makes them more difficult. So it really makes them a more epic force in the game. Very nice. Now, where where does that come from? That's a uh, on on Skyrim, uh, uh, the uh, the workshop. The Nexus. The, the Nexus. Nexus. Yeah. Nexus. One time it was on the workshop, but I couldn't seem to find it before the show. So I'm not sure if it's still there, but it is on the Nexus as well. Very cool. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a mod to add um, if you're looking for a little bit of a tougher time and maybe a little bit of a. But a different time. I mean, you know, while it's fun playing vanilla Skyrim, especially if you're, you know, on the PC, since you can mod, I I would say, go. You know, there are plenty of mods out there that can really enhance your experience, and there are plenty of mods out there that can 
to totally blow your mind on, on the ideas that some of these guys have. So, yeah, I would definitely cons uh, promote modding. Even Todd Howard is is a big big proponent on on modding. You know, they intentionally like put this game out with with the idea that we want to see what the community is gonna is gonna do with with mods. Absolutely, and it's an amazing thing to watch what some of these people do. And this mod, it adds so much strategy and diversity to a mechanic that was already great and just improves upon it. And that's what a lot of uh, the mods that you can find around the Nexus and on the Workshop do. They just improve upon these great features and just add a little bit more depth to it and make it a real fun experience. Well, um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the, the end of our evening. Uh, here at, uh, at, at Classic Elder Scrolls Night, I would like to thank you for, for joining us. Um, it was, I had a, I had a blast. Um, I had a good time talking about our discussion points. Um, Maury, thank you very much for, for joining me yet again. Uh, John as well, thank you very much for, for joining me. Yeah, I loved it. It's, uh, it's an awesome night, this, uh. This new revamped classic Elder Scrolls night. Yeah, what's uh, what's some of your final thoughts on this whole thing? Uh, dragons, dragons, not in Test Six. <laughs> what about you, John? Uh, dragons have their place, and everyone is still excited and wondering what Bethesda is going to come up with next. So that's great. All right. Thanks again for tuning in, guys. Take care, everyone. Be safe, and may the foos be with you. Good night. God bless. See ya.